for we adore thee, God of glory, Lord of love. Hearts unfold like flowers before thee, opening to the sun above. Melts the clouds of sin and sadness. Thank you for joining us for this program from the Ninth Avenue Church of Christ in Haleville, Alabama. We hope that you will subscribe and will share our program with others. Now, we take you to the service of the Ninth Avenue Church of Christ. Open your Bibles back up to John chapter 8 from this morning. As we will continue our thoughts from there uh, this morning as... Um, who was it? As Sin prayed this morning. He prayed about the beauty of the seasons changing and how wonderful it is to look outside and and see the, the leaves changing colors and the power of God that you see during this time of year and just how wonderful it is and a blessing it is. And I completely agree with that, <clears throat> except for that frog I've had in my throat for the last three or four days. And I, I, this is no longer fall. Uh, this is now false COVID season. You know, it's been all about COVID for so long. And anytime someone coughs or get congested, so we're now in false COVID season, and in that particular season, um, to, to probably your delight, uh, kept me from preaching my whole sermon this morning. I've been told uh, the last few weeks I've preached from people like Ryan that I've been a little long-winded. And um, so was this morning good for you, Ryan? Was that, that was great. Okay, so right in that area works for you. 22 minutes for anybody. I could go longer. Okay, 22 minutes for anybody keeping score this morning. Um, so I guess if I preached half of it, I've got, what, 22 minutes left? So we'll see. I've got until my voice quits on me tonight, so that's what we're going to do. So this morning, we started talking about this idea of I am the light. And if you study the book of John, uh, one of the things that you will see is 16 different times in the book of John is either Jesus or the teachings of Jesus referred to as light in some shape, form, or fashion, 16 different times. So that is obviously a part of Jesus or an attribute of Jesus that really stuck out to John. John grabbed onto that idea and, and shared those teachings or, or those comments uh, in, in a lot of different instances. Uh, those instances, uh, for the most part, come from John the Baptist or from Jesus himself a couple of times and just kind of some commentary that's, you know, kind of floated in, not red words, I guess you could say. Uh, from the book of John, but 16 different times Jesus is mentioned as being the light of the world uh, or being a light in some way. And this morning we asked the question, you know, what does light do? And the more I've kind of thought about that today, um, I thought about the idea that light gives us orientation, doesn't it? Light gives us orientation. I thought about that when Jonathan um, popped out his little, his little flashlight thingies here this, this evening you know, the, the light of those things give, you know, direction. They tell you, if I come up on to a wreck or I come up onto a, a situation and someone has that light and they're pointing it in a certain direction, it gives me orientation. It knows I'm supposed to go this way or I'm supposed to go that way. And that's something that Jesus does for us in our life. The light of Jesus shows us the way to go. Uh, light gives us comfort. You know, we kind of jokingly talked about a, a dark church building and the noises that you hear, but light gives us comfort. We, we feel comfortable in situations that we can see. We feel comfortable in situations where things are lit properly. Uh, and from a spiritual aspect, the light of Jesus gives us that as well. Um, gives us comfort 
in our lives. But as, as we've mentioned with a lot of these I am statements, it's easy to hear uh, these I am statements a lot of times in our life and hear them over and over. We forget the connection that they have to us and, and what they, they mean for us. And we try to um, really uh, start to flesh some of that out this morning. We talked about this idea that in our life, we, we have certain things that go on in our life and, and the light of Jesus brings a reality or, or brings light to the reality that goes on around us. It brings clarity. It brings all these things. And so I'm going through my life and I'm dealing with myself and I'm dealing with my stuff and I'm dealing with other people. I'm dealing with hardship in my life. And the light of Jesus, when it shines into my life, it helps me orient. It helps me see things properly, see things in the right way, see things in the way that God intended them to be and wants them to be. And, and as we talked about this morning, just very quickly, when I deal with myself, when I live in darkness, I'm all about pleasure. When I live in the light, I'm about worship. When I think about my stuff, it's about greed. When God says it needs to be about generosity. When I think about others, those relationships are about myself and about me. Uh, but God says our relationships need to be about love. And when I talk about hardships, uh, a lot of times hardships can bring us bitterness but, when we, bitterness, but when we live in the light, we live in a life of refinement. Those things bring positive changes to us. But then the question comes, uh, this is kind of one of those things that, yeah, you look at it and you go, yeah, man, this is great. This looks good. Riley used a, uh, a phrase several months ago that has really stuck with me uh, as we were dealing with the situation together. And he goes, uh, this particular thing was not described in the brochure. You know, we, we kind of have the church brochure, right? Of come to church and this is what you get in life. This is what it's going to be about. But then all of a sudden you take, you know, your Christianity and you take that light and you shine it into a life that is not perfect. And the brochure is challenged a little bit. How do I live in the light? And what do I do, though, when living the right way doesn't seem easy? It doesn't maybe even seem possible sometimes, okay? We may be at a place in our life where it's like, you know, I know God expects this of me, but hey, I hadn't figured out how to get to that point yet. I don't know what to do here. What happens when it's not about the brochure anymore and it's about really truly living in that relationship with God? Well, I'm going to give you uh, three things tonight that will help you kind of follow the light of Jesus, okay? The first thing is this, and this is very easy, very simple. And very obvious, keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. One of the first things you learn when you start to drive is what? Keep your eyes on the road. Why? Why keep your eyes on the road? I'll tell you why. Because if you're driving down the road and you start looking at the uh, Game Boy that you gave your wife for Christmas, what's going to happen is you're going to run into the middle, the median of the four lane. You're going to hit a curb. And then you're going to shoot across your side and down an embankment, you're going to turn three circles and you're going to smack rear end into a fence and a tree line. I thought I was going to die. I did. And Blair did too. It's the only mistake I've ever made that I didn't get yelled at for. Um, but there were other emotions going on in that, in that moment. But doesn't that happen in life? Like when I take my eyes off of Jesus, that's what happens in my life. When I go, okay, I'm going to look over here, I'm going to call, because I think that's what happens to us a lot of times, okay? We, we, we're, we're walking in the light and everything's great, and there's something over here in the shadows, 
Okay, it's not completely in the darkness, but there's Satan puts something in the shadows. He puts it right there so we just see a glimpse of it. We see a little bit of it, and in the shadow, it doesn't look that bad. And our mindset is, you know what, I can get over here in the shadow, and I'm still kind of in the light, right? I'm still kind of in the light. I can still see the light. The light's still hitting me to some degree, but I'm distracted from what I really need to be looking at. I'm distracted from the road in front of me. I'm distracted from Jesus right there in the direction that I need to be going. And as I kind of get off focus, and I get back over here in this gray area, in this shadow area, if I'm not careful, all of a sudden I go from in the shadows to into the tree line. I'm in the ditch. And why is that? Because I took my eyes off of Jesus. I quit focusing in the direction I needed to be going. That's how the Hebrew writer says it. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off, listen, let us throw off everything, not some things, not a few things, but everything that hinders in the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance. What? The race, finish it with me, marked out for us. What does he say? He says, there's a what? There's a direction. There's a way to go. It's marked out. You focus on it. And then he finishes that thought by saying, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So, what do we do? How do we live this walking in the light? Okay, This morning we talked about how it's not just about looking at Jesus. This passage is not just about looking at Jesus, but in this moment of the, of the conversation it is. Keep your focus where it needs to be. Keep oriented in the right direction. Very rarely... I'm not saying it doesn't happen. Very rarely, when you're driving, and you're driving the way you're supposed to be, and you're looking in the direction you're supposed to be, and you're checking your mirrors when you're supposed to be, very rarely do you run off into the ditch, right? That's not to say that there's not going to be someone come up beside you and pop you or rear-end you, or that, and it's not going to be your, that life happens, right? Life, but even in that moment, when life happens, what do we need to make sure we do? Look where? Look at Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. The next thing is this. Trust the lot of Jesus. Trust the lot of Jesus. Uh, how many of you have ever been up onto the Cumberland Plateau? How many of you know where the Cumberland Plateau is? You know where it is. You were born not too far from there. Uh, what is a plateau? A plateau is a mountain with a flat spot on top, right? So when you go up into... Cumberland County, Tennessee, when you go up to where Cookville is and Monterey, where Blair's family is from, um, that's up on top of the plateau. Uh, and at night during the winter, uh, the fog just gets, I mean, it is like real fog. And there have been times that when we'd go from Kingston uh, up to her grandparents' house that, I mean, you just couldn't see. You could not see. So one of the best methods I learned was get behind a tractor-trailer truck, and follow his what? Lights. And as long as I stayed with his lights, as long as I trusted where he was going, now if he ended up in the ditch, I was going to end up in a ditch too. I mean, that, that theory is for you young drivers or those not driving yet, that's not maybe necessarily the best advice that I could give you. But in the moment, it was what we needed to do. We follow and we trust in 
the lights. Okay, so if we're keeping our eyes on Jesus, we also need to understand he is our light. We've got to trust him. We've got to trust him. Look what Jeremiah says. Now, and, and, and this is an interesting passage because we, a lot of times we claim this for, for ourselves. And, and I do believe that first and foremost, Jesus was, or, or God was speaking this to Jeremiah himself. And sometimes, what we talked about this morning, we use this to want to teach ourselves prosperity, prosperity. But there are some things that I think are important. For I know the plans I have for you. Let's stop right there. Who's speaking? God. God speaking. And what does God say? I know the plans who I have for you. God has a plan for you. God knows what that plan is. God understands the importance of that plan. What happens to us when we follow God's plan? Things usually what? Work in a positive way, right? What happens when I follow my own plan? I end up in the ditch. So understand, he says, I, I know the plans that I have for you. That's the first thing to understand in this verse. It is God's plan. And I have to trust God's plan. I have to trust, trust it. He goes on, he says, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope in a future, then you will call me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. Now, the part of this passage that I think we've got to be careful with is claiming the promise of plans to prosper and not to harm and plans to give you hope in a future and understand the context first. But I want you to understand tonight from this text that God does have a plan for you. Now, the end goal of that plan is a plan that is very prosperous, is a plan where there is no harm, is a plan where everything is perfect. That's the end of the plan. That is eternity with God. But now, as we're walking through life, and I'm, walking, I'm following the light, I'm trusting the light, I'm rolling down the road, and now all of a sudden someone's going to come up beside me and T-bone me, okay? Just because I get T-boned doesn't mean that God's plan's still not working, Right? Just because it's not going the way I want it to doesn't mean that God's plan is still not working. A lot of times, like we talked about this morning, those difficult moments, those difficult times, they're part of God's plan because he's teaching us something. He's teaching us something. And those moments that we run off in the ditch on our own, I believe God also in his grace and his mercy says, hey, you know what? God's grace has the ability to make your mistake look like part of his plan. Yeah, I took my eyes off the road. I didn't trust in the light. I ended up in the ditch. But God's grace has the ability to pick me back up, put me back on the road, and go, okay, hey, did you learn your lesson? You get it now? You paying attention? Okay, we're going to make your mistake look like part of the plan. That's grace. Let's keep going. But understand, God has a plan for you, and you need to trust that plan. Trust what God's doing for you in your life. The third and last thing is I think so important. Find joy in the light of Jesus. Find joy in the light of Jesus. Christ is not about rules and regulations. Matter of fact, when Jesus showed up on the scene, he's telling these people, if you're making this about rules and regulations and do this and don't do that and thou shalt and thou shalt not, he goes, you've missed it. You've missed it all. It's about me. He says, it's about me. It's not about what you do and how you do it. It's about me. And like we talked about last week, which as long as you make sure it's about Jesus, you're going to figure the rest of the things out that you need to be doing, okay? Make it about Jesus. But in that process, understand that Jesus says, I am also the source of your joy. I am the source of your joy. When you walk in the light, 
It should be a joyful thing. It should be a happy thing. Are you going to have challenging moments? Yes. Can I still find joy in the middle of challenge? Yes. This is what Peter says. Though you've not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him. And what does he say? You are filled with an what? Inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. What does an inexpressible joy look like? What does an inexpressible joy look like? Does it look like us right now? No. No. Sometimes I think we're guilty of really just not living this life. We should be such joyful people. Why? Because of the end result of our faith, right? This, our salvation, because of the light. We should be the type of people that when people look at us and they see how joyful we are all the time, they look at us and they go, Riley Raper, what is wrong with you? Why are you this positive all the time? Why are you always up? Why are you always joyful? Why does it matter what's going on at work? No matter how bad of a night it's been, doesn't matter if you've been, you know, you've, you've worked 16 hours, eight days in a row. Riley Raper walks in and he's like, hey guys, it's good to be here today. Why are you this way? That should be us. Our joy should be inexpressible and glorious. But instead of being the rule, we look at people and the people that are this way, we go, well, they're the exception. We understand why they're that way. They have that much faith in God. They have that much trust in God. They, we understand why they're that way. But we look at them and we go, I could never be that way. But that's the expectation of God for you. That's God's expectation for you. For you to walk in the light. When you keep your eyes on Jesus, when you trust his plan, when you trust his direction, when you make your life about his worship, when you make your stuff about, his, about generosity to others through his name, when you make relationships about love, when you make hardships about um, growing, when you live your life that way, you will be a person full of joy. And if you look inside of yourself tonight and you go, I'm not a joy, I, I don't feel like I'm an inexpressible person of joy. Well, then you really need to do some soul searching. You need to figure out, what is it that's keeping me from being this, being this way? Because I promise you, the problem's not on God's end, right? Problem's not on God's end. You're not joyful because there's something wrong with God. You're not joyful because there's something wrong here. And in the life, in your, as my aunt would say, there's something wrong in your hula hoop. And when we figure it out, and when we get there, and we understand the end result of our faith, the salvation of our soul, and the power that that brings, and the assurance that that brings, and we understand the importance truly of the light of Jesus in our life, then we will live our life with this inexpressible and glorious joy. You know, we make it about so many things. I've heard steps of salvation, and I've heard orders of worship, and I've heard this list of one thing and this list of others of doctrines. I've never heard a list of doctrines and things we have to do to be a Christian that include this verse. And if it doesn't, then maybe we really need to rethink that. Because this is a command. This is an expectation. But we only get that way when we truly follow the light of Jesus. When we trust in the light of the world. 
Jesus says, that's who I am. So that brings kind of our thoughts wrapped up this morning and tonight to a close. And, and I hope that maybe in some way this, this challenges you. I hope that it, no pun intended, opens your eyes and helps you realize maybe the reality of some things in your life. Um, ultimately, I hope that it brings you to this joy, to the beauty. That's what I got written here, that there is beauty wherever Christ shines. There's beauty wherever Christ shines. And where Christ shines, we should find joy. Always and forever. Let's close with a word of prayer. God, we thank you so much for the time that we've had together tonight. We thank you for the chance to just open up and, and finish these thoughts. We thank you so much for Jesus being the light of the world. Help us tonight put that light out. Help us to be a light on a hill, God, that just shines in this world. And when we come together, God, help that light to just shine brighter and brighter in magnitude because of the amount of light that is gathered in this one place. Help us to make a difference, God, just like Jesus made a difference everywhere he went. God, be with those that are lost tonight, those that are hiding from the light or have never been exposed to it, God. Help us to open up our lives in a way that, that shows Jesus to them and help them to be to be pricked in their hearts by the life and the love of Jesus to the point that they want to become a Christian, to have their sins washed away and live in newness with you every single day. Be with those that are standing in the shadows. Help them to step back into the light. Be with those that are just living in darkness and help us to push them toward you. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Thou art giving and forgiving, ever blessing, ever blessed. Thank you again for joining us, and please consider subscribing to our YouTube channel or our podcast. We can be found on Apple Podcasts or any other podcast provider. Also, leave us a five-star review, which will greatly assist in getting the message of God's love and salvation to others. You can also follow us on Facebook. Instagram, and Twitter. Be sure to join us again, and until then, remember to love like Jesus. Man to man.